we got none other than BYs in the house. Take risks, don't play ball the way people expect you to play ball. Make your own rules and don't waste a minute. Tasman Keith, the term Indigenous artist, I don't like that because I feel like we're not a subgenre. If I'm good enough to be amongst everybody else, put me amongst everybody else. Lissy, just happy to leave a mark on the Aussie rap game, especially now that it's coming up real fast. Hey, girl, what's up? There's our faces now on screen. There's people that look like us. It's no longer just a dream, it mm-hmm. is now reality. Welcome to Behind the Bars by Red Bull, where we get to dissect the lyrics of some of the rappers that have come through and dropped 64 bars as part of the Red Bull series, which I've been fortunate enough to executive produce and direct. My name's Macario D'Souza, aka Kid Mac, and we're going to hear some stories and creative processes of the rappers. This episode is with A-Girl, proud Maori girl, repping South Granville in Western Sydney. A-Girl is paving her own hybrid sound of R&B with hip-hop influence, but doing it in her own unique style, with confidence of a queen, and vocals smooth as butter. Hey girl, what's up? What's goody? Good to have you here. Thank you very much. Tell me, what's been happening over the last few months for yourself? Man, honestly, just been in studios um, 24-7, just trying to work on my crafts, trying to find my sound. Um, since gigs and stuff ain't been happening because of COVID and everything, and that's like my forte. Just been trying to like work in studios and do that 24-7, so that's been it, basically. And at home watching anime. <laughs> <laughs> and eating shapes. <laughs> yeah, eating shapes, yeah. <laughs> so it seems like, you know, when you say finding a sound, that for me, just from the outside looking, it must be a hard thing because you just seem so multi-talented on so many facades and, and genres. Where do you pull your inspiration from? What are your musical influences? Mm, um, musical influences um, vary all the time. Like my biggest musical influence when I was like young was Freddie Mercury. For no other reason than he was just amazing and could do what he do like, and no one else could do it like him. But um, I think overall, like just growing up, I always my mom always played um, like Destiny's Child, Bob Marley, Tupac, and Lauryn Hill, and that was it. And I think as I've grown into my own um, artist and sound, I can hear those influences coming through my music um, when I write and stuff, just because that's all I ever heard in the house. Like my mom religiously played that music, um, and reggae as well was a big influence. But now, like, with the new sound and everything, I think, like, my influences come from, like, uh, Janae, The Weeknd, Doja Cat, like, artists like that. Like, I fuck with them so heavy. So, yeah, it's all over the place. And, I mean, like, you know, being a Marigold, Kiwis, Polynesians, it's just, like, nine out of ten Polynesians just have that natural ability. Mm, it's just it's mm, part of your culture, right? Mm. Music is from the, from the outset. Um, was that, you know, part of your growing up to singing with the family? Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. We um we all did kapaka, which is like a cultural um, like singing and dancing thing. And um, yeah, when your whole family can sing, it's not like you're not amazing to them, you know what I mean? So I grew up like being able to sing, but all my cousins could sing, my aunties, my uncles, um, my mum, she sings as well. So it was nothing like, it was nothing to be phased over. It was just like we can all sing. But then like to break off and do your own thing and to not sing like the stereotypical type of like moldy songs is something different. And, um, yeah, I guess I went off and did that and my family still, like, 100% support me and all of that and the, the culture does as well. And, like, my Māoris, um, they support me through it, and, which I love because it's super dope. When did you decide that you were going to pursue this music thing seriously? Honestly, like, 10 years old. I was like, this, like there's nothing else but music. Um, I remember I was in school and... The Australian Youth Choir came to my school, and like I, I had, I knew I could sing, but I had no idea where to start. And they came to my school, they pitched to me, and I was like, "Yeah, mom, this is where I want to start. I want to start in the choir. Like, how hectic would that be?" 
I did the choir and I was like, this is dumb. <laughs> I need to move on from this. So, um, yeah, I kind of figured out my way and just tried to fit myself in circles that, like, everybody was just doing music, everybody was surrounded by music and eventually found my sound and found my people's. But, um, yeah, I guess around, like, 10 years old, I was like, yep, music or nothing. And Agor, where did the name come from? So uh, Angel is my name, um, like my stage name. My real name is Hinenui Terangi. Um, but we took the A from Angel and in my Māori name, Hine means girl. So I took both of my names basically and merged them into one because I kind of felt like I needed, coming into like my new sound, I needed a new identity. Um, so I couldn't be Angel, couldn't be Hinenui Terangi, so I merged them together, took the A, took the Hine, A girl. Sick. So... Your creative process, um, you know, do you like to have a track ready that you're writing to or do you sort of write lyrics and then try and find the beat for it? How's, how's that go for you? Um, I like uh, when going into studios, like making everything from scratch. I think um, sometimes, you know, it's just better that way. Um, creatively, you're able to like start the vibe, set the vibe, set the tone. Um, you go into studio with different moods, different things you're going through that week. So I feel like sometimes when I walk in and if the producer already has to be ready, like it's hard for me to like say it's a specific vibe he's going for. It's hard for me to match that vibe if I'm not feeling it. So I like starting from scratch. Studio is like family. Like my family pull up with me. Everybody knows like if I'm coming to the studio, my mom, my brother, <laughs> my sister, everybody's coming with me. I love that. Yeah. So when you got approached by Red Bull to come and do 64 bars, um, what was your approach with that, you know, as far as the beat choice, you know, lyrically what were you going to talk about? What mm. did you think through there? Um, when I got approached, I was just geeking. Honestly, me and my family were just like, holy shit, this is crazy. And then after all the geeking and after freaking out and stuff, I was like, you know, I really need to come into this um, with my own sound and with my own wave. Um, I know like 64 bars is, has been strictly bars, but um, I was like, First, before anything, I'm a singer um, who can rap. So I was like, I need to come in doing what I do normally, but also spitting some bars with a real message. And um, lately, just like with everything that's going on in the music industry, I was like, I need to speak on it. And it weighs heavy on me. Um, it weighs heavy on the area. It weighs heavy on everybody who's involved in that movement, in that culture. So I was just like, I need to, I need to speak on that um, in my own way and in my own flow. We're going to go through your lyrics Four bars by four bars yep. and break it down and give people a little insight to your train of thoughts there. Cool. That's how I'm living. Yeah. In the beginning was never the fame. Now I'm on solo, I'm building the bank. Giving the favors and taking my flavor. Keep to myself, that way it's safer. In the beginning it was never about the fame. It was just like trying to do music and loving, having my passion for music. Um, and just like... Kind of talking about, like, just flexing it. Like, I'm giving her favours and, like, I'm sick of people trying to take my flavour as well. And keeping to myself is, like, something that I tend to do and love to do because it's just, like, you're exerting all your energy to all these people. It's just not necessary and there's no time for that. So just keeping to myself is way safer. So just kind of, like, talking about setting, setting the scene. Like, I did this for the love of music. I'm sick of giving out all of my time and energy to these people who steal and take from me. I'll just keep to myself. Yeah, nice. You come up, you come out the gates firing, flexing, <laughs> but also like, you know, setting some shit up. Fake to my face, yeah, that bitch is a hater. Fall to any queen, best believe I'm a claimant. Blah, blah, blah. 
I'ma bust them shots. Fuck this beef, man. I got no ops. I, just, I don't like fake people. Not at all. Not at all. I cannot stand it. So I was like, I have to put that there. And 420 Queen, I mean, you know, 420 fam. <laughs> 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 like, I had to put that in there. Um, and uh, I, I bust them shots. Um, I was a bit iffy about that line because I was just like, you know, I don't want, I don't want it to come off um, as if I'm speaking on some gang stuff. I'm just mean like, um, I think the way I was trying to come across was like I bust them shots, meaning like I'm coming in hard. Like I'm just, I'm, I'm shooting at. If if you feel this relates to you, then it's for you. You know what I mean? Like this is for you, and I'm coming in hard. Um, I'm like fuck this area beef. I got no ups, and and that's how it should be. Let's talk about that for a sec. So, talk about, you know, where exactly in Western Sydney you grew up and what the vibe was like there and what the culture still is like there. Mm. Um, so, I grew up in South Granville my whole life, lived there um, <clears throat> with all my habibs. <laughs> and I love it. Honestly, I do. Um, but obviously, you know, if, if you don't know, then like the culture around there is really like based on postcodes and based on who runs what and what turf is run by who. And it can get very tiring living in it and seeing it 24-7. Um, the shit that happens in the area that never makes the news, the shit that happens in the area that nobody ever hears about. And uh, I feel like as an artist coming from that spot in particular, it's kind of my job to voice that stuff, to voice the stuff that misses the news or to voice the stuff that misses the social medias because, like, if you're not knowing, then, like, how are we supposed to fix it or how is it supposed to change? How are you supposed to come in to our areas and and help us change our ways because we're so stuck. It's like a loop. It really is. So, um, yeah, with this track, I just tried to tried to paint a picture of what it's like to not, not only just live in South Granville, but, you know, other specific areas as well, like the things that we're dealing with on a daily basis. Um, that, that other people may not know about. That's my fam, that's my bro. Trust them when my eyes close. Got my back, yeah, they handle that. I'm just talking about, like, my crew, basically, like, my team, um, which is consists of my family. Um, <clears throat> and anybody who is my friend, uh, they know, like, friend, that word isn't isn't used between us, you family. Like, mm. once, once you become in with me, you family, so just giving and paying love to to those who have my back and, and show me love my crew's on lock your crew's on whack pull up on my block dressed in black uh, flexing again you know yeah. my crew we solid your crew's a little bit whack and i pull up on my block and i'm i'm always in black like that's my favorite like you can never go wrong with an all black fit ever <laughs> ever ever so if you ever see me in South Granville, I reckon that's all I'm rocking. Maybe a little bit of red, but that's about it. Can't nobody stop me, can't nobody tame me. I'm giving my all to this music thing, baby. Can't nobody tame me. Yeah, that's true. My mum tries every day, but <laughs> never works. Never works. Yeah, I mean, like I said, doing some research on you and um, saying that you're a bit of a adrenaline junkie, mm. seem to be a bit of a wild child. Mm. Where does that come from? I don't know, eh? I really don't know because my mum hates heights and I'm just like, yo, let's go. Like, oh, imagine if I could jump off here or like, let's go to this place and that place and let's, let me hang out the car. Like, let's take a video. Like, she hates <laughs> it. She absolutely hates it. I don't know where it comes from. That's just all me. How were you as a little kid? Yeah. Oh, no, nah, I think as a little kid, I was a little bit more of a scaredy cat. Right. Like, she'd have to, whenever we go to like amusement parks or whatever, I was never like, oh, let me go on the Coast. I was like, no, 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 mom, please don't, please don't. She'd be like pushing me, pushing me. And then I'll get off and I'll be like, that was hectic. Let's go again. But uh, so, yeah, as a youngin, I was like super scared and shy. But now that I've grown up, I'm like, 
Fuck it. Let's go. <laughs> Making up for lunch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, straight up. I'm good with everyone. Don't pick a team. Stand in the middle. I float in between. Just talking about how I'm good with everybody. Um, with all sides and trying to really push the message that um, there is no sides with me as much as I, I, I've i grown up in, in the West, um, in the inner West specifically. Uh, there's no sides with me at all. Like, I, I know everybody from all sides. I'm cool with everybody from all sides. There's no, like, op or retaliation mindset when it comes to me. I just kind of float in between and, 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 and just am level-headed with everybody. I mean, music's your thing now, right? Like, that's that's yeah. your main focus. Yeah. And you're essentially, what, what it seems like to me, is trying to lead by example. Yeah, yeah, that's it, that's it. And, um, yeah, I think it's, it's still a, a real touchy subject between everybody, you know, like, um, tr- like I, I do claim where I'm from. I do pay love to where I'm from and everything, but I really, like, also try to push the fact that it's not, like, my area or no one. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's my area, it's where I'm from, but, like, I love Mountie, I love Blacktown, I love Liver, I love Cabramatta. Like, it's all areas, it's all inclusive. So, yeah, I'm just trying to push that as much as I, I throw up my, my postcode and everything. It's just because I love where I'm from and mm. I, I've been there for, like, 21 years. How could you not pay homage to where you're from? But, uh, yeah, it's just, just trying to show love to everybody. And what do you think that young pack mentality comes from? Like, you know, where I grew up, it was the same shit and... It seems to me like, you know, if you don't get the love somewhere, where, where it be at the home mm. scenario, mm. you kind of feel safer in that pack and you mm. have a sense of purpose maybe with mm. the crew. Mm. Where do you think that, that comes from? Yeah, I think just our young boys, eh? especially like I, I can only speak on like poly boys because, you know, I see that that's 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 my blood, that's my crew, that's my, that's my fans basically at the end of the day. And like our poly boys just like... I don't know. Yeah, it can, it can stem from home. It can stem from like, you know, just, just growing up in, in troubled environments because let's face it, basically most of them do, most of us do. We come from troubled environments, troubled backgrounds and shit like that. So you find home in in your boys, in your area, in um, in whatever they're repping and, and it becomes a culture um, and you can't help but be immersed in it and, and like live or die for it, you know, like that type of mentality. And, you know, I can't, I can understand it because like you got to do what you got to do at the end of the day if that's what's helping you get through it. If your boys are helping you push through whatever's happening at home, I understand that completely, but it's just that it has to stop at some point. Mm. You have to realise this isn't a lifestyle, it's not a game, it's not a joke, it's not something you should be pushing on to other youngins, it's not something you should be flexing or or trying to make out to be a cool lifestyle like it's, it's just got to stop yeah totally agree with that it's um at some point as a man you got to check yourself and mm. check your surroundings mm-hmm. and work out which direction in life you want to go 100%. easier for some than others yeah but i love how you know in this track essentially you're like this big sister talking on on the homies on the boys yeah giving your perspective yeah you know and I think I do that in real life, you know, with my homies whenever they come around or whenever I, I step into a studio and I meet somebody new and they're talking about their gang life or what they did and what they did. I, I sit them aside and I just be like, are you about it? Is it real? Is it worth it? Do you want it? Would you want your kids to have it? Is this something you're going to continue to do? Mm. Like it's a conversation I have in real life. So I just, all I did was take that conversation and put it into a song. Yeah, big props there. Fuck it, I'll be the bridge and I'll merge us together. We're all poly excellence, we should want better. 
I'm just talking about how sick of it I am. Um, and I kind of really feel like they're, they're like when the dudes come in and spit their shit, no one's really talking about wanting to do better, wanting to merge us, wanting to to come together and create a loving, safe, happy, flowing environment. And I feel like when it comes from a girl, a girl, <laughs> when it comes from a girl um, who who's not associated or affiliated in, in, on any side or anything, you can't help but listen. Mm. You can't help but hear um, the pain and the realness in the way that I'm saying it. Yeah. I'm like, fuck it. I'll be the bridge. I'll merge just together. I don't give a fuck how long it takes me. I don't give a fuck how hard it is. I'll merge just together because, like, that's what I want to see at the end of the day is seeing my polys win. Yeah. Um, most of the industry right now is filled with really freaking talented polys. Mm. And it's so sad that, like, we know as, as an audience listening, we won't get a track from this person and that person because of what they've got going on in the streets. Like, Why? Why? Why is my question? Like, why can't you just keep it at music? You know, you can have what you have. I understand that what you have is real between you and whatever. But we we just got to think bigger. That's what, that's that's it. That's all I'm trying to say. It's like, we just got to think bigger. And I'm trying to see all of us win. And I just want better for us. And um, we could really take over this whole market. So why don't we? Especially now. It's an exciting time mm. in hip-hop in Australia. Mm. We're finally seeing beautiful talent, you know, different skin tones finally yeah. mixing it up and yeah. different cultures getting represented. There's our faces now on screens, on Correct. YouTube, everywhere. You yes. know what I mean? It's possible. There's people that look like us doing it yep. so we can do it. Like I'm trying to show them references. I'm trying to show them YouTube videos, numbers, Spotify numbers. Like they're working. They're making it work so we can do it. You know, like it's not. It's no longer just a dream. It mm -hmm. is now reality. Yep. It it can be our reality. So um, whenever I bump into those lost souls, I just try and you know show them that path and show them like you can do this, bro. Like it's not impossible anymore. And there's people out there. All you got to do is just screw your head on and, and go for it. That's my vision. That's my plan. That's my way. That's my way. I've been living. I've been flying on my way. On my way. I stop giving. My love all the way, all the way That's my vision, that's how I'm living That's my vision, that's my plan That's my way, that's my way I've been living, I've been flying On my way, on my way I stop giving my love all the way, all the way That's my vision, that's how I'm living The whole song comes back to the hook Just talking about how everything that I'm saying in this song is my vision um, And the vision is to see Polly's come together, scrap the beef and focus on the music and basically just take over. Yeah. Just take over. That's it. Oh, love for the music scene, acting like that shit's extreme. We could really do it, we could set it off. Who could really stop us? Only we could stop us. Now you went in hard on this second verse. <laughs> Talk us through the first four bars here. All right. Um, yeah, that first line. I'm just kind of saying, like, people think that showing love to the music scene, like, is is, you know, way way beyond what we what we are capable of. Like, showing love to everybody or everybody who's in the music scene, showing love to each other, is such an extreme possibility that we just we can't fathom. You know, it's not. It's really not. All you got to do is just 
show love. You mm. know what I mean? Or if you don't want to show love, just be quiet. There's no need to hate. So I, I guess that's what I'm talking about in the first line. But uh, we could really do it. We could set it off. Who could really stop us? Only we can stop us. Only we can stop us. And that's what we're doing right now. Like, we could take it to the next step. But no, we're too, we're, too, we're too busy being selfish and worrying about our own sort of personal, personal issues, personal traumas. We're stopping us from, from being able to excel. And it's just pretty sad, you know what I mean? Like, so I'm just trying to paint that picture to the boys, to, to anybody, to be honest. Like, who could really stop us? Only we could stop us. You get it? All right, cool. Now fix yourself, mm. basically. No more excuses. Yeah. Wanna blame pigs? Wanna blame the coppers? Screaming out gang? What you want brothers? The blood in our veins, yeah, it runs through our mothers. Change up the mindset, you influence youngins. All the streets really what we want, them running. Acting like we didn't see this coming on my way to the studio just to make something new. Everybody wants to blame. You you, you kind of just want to blame somebody mm. else for, for what you're fucking up. Mm. Don't do that, cuz. Just do, do like, recognise your faults. Yeah. Don't try to blame coppers don't try to blame this don't try to blame that if anything just look in the mirror and be like what do i have to fix about myself in order to take the next step that blame game is just long gone like what are you 12 like we just got to carry on from that you know what i mean um so yeah and the, the whole screaming out gang i don't understand that too like we're 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 all brothers you use our brothers you come from the same homeland just come from the same island he's probably next door neighbors back home you know what I mean your aunties and uncles all know each other and you're screaming out repping this and repping that how your brothers and the like our blood it runs through our mothers it runs through our ancestors I just don't understand how we just can't can't see that like we are one when we're trying to fight each other all the time it's just frustrating yeah, I think these two are probably my favorite two lines in the whole thing where you know the blood in our veins yeah it runs through our mothers change up the mindset, you influence youngins. Mm. That's just so powerful right there. Mm. It's like, uh, you know, growing up myself with two older sisters, fucking up all the time with my boys. Mm. The only person that would scare me or I would listen to would be my older sister. Yeah. And I, I'm getting that vibe from you here and bringing in, you know, the the emo emotional kind of connections to veins of mothers. Yeah. And the idea that you're going to repeat this with the youngins. Yeah, yeah. Just Talking painting that, that, yeah, painting that picture um, like you said, like it doesn't necessarily have to mean your mother, like the woman that gave birth to you. Like I know, I know um, all of my boys that have like an older, whether mm. it be your grandmother, your sister, whoever raised you, basically, mm. all, all of that. Like you have to recognize that what you do is like it affects them, um, and we're all from the same blood, basically. And you just have to change up the way you're 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 perceiving your message mm. um don't flaunt it don't flex it don't don't try and make it to be something cool because some youngin out there is listening to what you're saying yeah. and it's like yo yeah 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 he right all right i'm gonna get my crew i'm gonna get my boys and it starts from that i'm not trying to blame it all on the music i'm not trying to blame it all on what everybody has to say because i understand you know there's artists out there that are just talking about what they've done in their real life. So I, I guess there is that battle between like talking about real life, but like glorifying it. Yeah, glorifying it, and that's that's the that's the big issue that everybody talks about. Like you know, you can't stop them from being real, but you also can't think that bad things will not come from what you're saying. Mm. You know what I mean? And I've seen it with with my own two eyes in my area. 
like a young Muhammad growing up and he's all sweet, innocent and all good. And he gets to hit like 15, 16 mm. and all the olders are like, yo, you should come hang with us. Yo, you should come kick it with us. He doesn't come home till three, four in the morning. I've seen it. And it's just like our olders have to be a better representation for our youngins because mm. it's just like, you, you don't want them running the streets like that. Yeah. It's just not. It's not. It's like not. You wouldn't want your kids doing that. So exactly. Why are you doing it to the exactly. Youngins? Like yeah, if you heard yeah. your nephew or niece was doing that thing, yeah. twack. Dedicate this to the boys with a crew. Dedicate this to the girls who had to lose. The brother in battle, brother in war. You seen him do it all for the cause. Now she carries that beef. Like it's her own, and the cycle continues when she brings her home. That's facts, and that's just how it is. Yeah, this whole song is dedicated to a boy, like to the boys with a crew. You know, um, I want you to be the one to, on your Saturday night, you know, you have your Saturday night with the boys, you sit down and you say, hey, yo, listen to this track that, that just came out. It's from A Girl. I want you to sit down and I want you to listen to this and I want you to play it to your boys. And I want, I want you to know that this whole, this whole song, this whole, everything that I put into this is for you and that crew that you're sitting in front of right now. And it's also dedicated to the girl who had to see her brother grow up and go through that lifestyle or, or not just like her blood brother, like her her long long life friend from school. You know what I mean? She's been mates with for her whole life and has known him to be an amazing dope person and then sees him change because he's going through this phase of needing to kick it with the boys, mm. needing to be cool, needing to needing to do all of these things to 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 match up with all of the oldest. But, you know, she's kind of lost uh love or lost hope with him because she she just she knows he's better than that or she knows that he he has a more caring heart um so yeah i'm just talking about how um how it's for the boys but also for the girls who have also seen um whoever it is they love or care for go through this path as well because yeah. it's, it's just not fun but i want to stop this can't do it alone let's build a bridge i refuse to see you in a casket we got one opportunity life or a eulogy don't want to pass it trying to visually paint that picture of it's either this or that it's either like it's either we we understand that we only got one opportunity we only got one shot at life do the most with it or the route that you're taking right now is either going to lead you in jail or in a casket and I don't want to see that for anybody I don't care where you're from who you are what background you're from I don't want to see that for anybody I only want to see you win I never want to see you losing I don't ever want to see you having to go through that struggle or put your family through that struggle of, you know, trying to, trying to get you out on bail, coming to your court dates. Like, that's, that's such a norms right now. I don't want to normalise mm. that. Let's normalise, like, seeing you win, mm. seeing you, you take, take home that bag, like, and feed your family. Like, uh, I, see too, I hear too many cases of, like, my brother's got court today again, like, inshallah, it goes well, all of this. Mm. That's not normal. It's, that's not normal in like other people's real world. You know mm. what I mean. So let's not make it normal, and um, yeah, let's not let's not see you six foot under or, or yeah. behind bars. I pray for you. Speak heaven's name for you. Only feels right. I stand for what's right. I trust that you face the truth. Yeah, I, I pray. Stand for us right. I trust that you face the truth. Yeah, 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 yeah. You finish it off with 
a real kind of emotional, mm. melodic prayer almost. Mm, mm. Um, funnily enough, I, I wrote that part with one of one of my bros in mind. Um, he had just got locked up at the time and he was having his, his baby mama was having a second child and I was just like, what are you up to, man? What are you up to? This is, this is just dumb. You, you, you're so hell-bent on living this lifestyle that you'll miss the birth of your own child. That How is that on? So I kind of just, yeah, I got really, really, really emotional when writing that because I was like, having him in mind and having um, like just all the conversations that me and him have had late nights trying to tell him like, please, like as your, as your younger, like sis almost, just stop, just stop and smell the fucking roses. Like just, just be happy with life. And so, yeah, I, I, um, it is a prayer for him. And I, when I finished the song, I showed him and he knew that like, you know, little bit of the bars here and there within the verses was dedicated to him as well and trying to tell him, you know, just tell him pull up basically. But when it came to that bit, we had a fat cry. And I was just like, you know, that's about you, right? And he was like, yeah, I know. I was like, you better, you better just pull yourself up. You better just listen to this shit. You like keep the shit in the back of your head because I'm telling you, like I pray for you daily, nightly. I speak heaven's name for you. All the freaking time. I'm praying that you get home safe. I'm praying that your daughters are safe. I'm praying that your home is safe. I'm praying that when you're inside that you're safe, you know, because there's no guarantee when you're inside what, what goes down, what go, what happens. And then especially with COVID, couldn't go visit him, can only do Zoom calls. Like you can't check on someone you love's health or, or mental through a Zoom call, you mm. know what I mean? So it was really hard. Um, so, yeah, that whole empire is, is dedicated to him, but also to to the mass, to everybody. Mm. Well, you certainly nailed it. You killed that 64 bars, like I said. Breath of fresh air, having a, a new twist, a new sound. Uh, what's next for you over the next few months? What do you got in plan for us? Um, a lot of exciting stuff, to be honest. Just dropping, dropping like crazy. Um, I want to do EP this year, for sure. Um, just new sounds I've been working on. Um, bringing in the bars element as well, like rapping and stuff. It's been a real fucking shit go for me, to be honest, like trying to confidently um, claim myself as a rapper. Uh, I'll get into studios with a whole bunch of artists who are rappers and it'll just be so fucking nerve-wracking, like going in there as a singer and trying to spit some bars. And it's obviously been a few times that I've been told by people who I love and care for, stop rapping. And it's broken me. And I have I nearly gave up. I was just like, fuck it, maybe I should just stop rapping and stick to singing, you know, leave it for the boys. But nah, I stick to my own. I stand, I stand on my own too. And um, I know I'm really solid at it. So I really want to bring that element, uh, the rapping element more into my songs. I think like um, artists have a lot of different like um, places when they're in the zone. Um, people can be in the zone when they're recording or writing. Mine is definitely when I'm on stage. Yeah. I feel absolutely untouchable and just like that. There's no other feeling better than being on stage and interacting with the crowd like that, whether it be five or 500 people. I really couldn't care, but just being on stage, singing my songs with all my heart and soul is like, oh, I miss that so much. So hopefully more of that. And so by the time this comes out, I believe your single, Love Drunk, mm -hmm. is going to drop. Yeah. Just talk us through 
What's Love Drunk about? Love Drunk was my first song I actually ever wrote, like, as as a girl, um, period. And I wrote that one with um, Tucker Perry and my sister. <laughs> um, and that song, at the time, I was in a relationship and I was just like, you know, Love Drunk, this, this and that, blah, blah, blah. But it's kind of also, like, talking about how um, how toxic love can be as well. Um and then I got out of my relationship and I listened back to the song and I was just like, it hit different. I was like, oh, girl, you spoke the future to yourself. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's a real special track. It's it's a banger, but it's also like, I think with all my music, I, I just try and, um, try and keep it real and try and tell a story as much as I can. And um, that story is just like talking about how, how cool love can be, but also how toxic it can be at the same time. And like, you just got to sober up sometimes when it comes to love. Like with anything, you drink too much. Back it up, girl. Yeah. Sober up. Don't, don't, don't be taking that love too much. Well, hey, girl, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Um, everyone's been blessed with this awesome 64 bars of yours. Yep. Really looking forward to the uh, meteoric rise that I'm sure is coming for the next 12 months and beyond. And uh, all the best. Much love. Thank you. Peace. Yeah, that's my vision. I swear this is my vision. So fuck how you thinking, yeah. Yeah, that's my vision. Yeah, that's my vision, I swear this is my vision So fuck, how you thinking, I? Hope you enjoyed this episode of Behind the Bars Make sure you review, share and subscribe and Check out all the episodes of 64 Bars on the Red Bull Music YouTube channel